was, you know, I was introduced to this idea of non-duality. The idea started to change my understanding of it to the point where I realized uh, my understanding of it was part of the problem in a way, part of the obscuring. So then I basically, uh, it just hit me in the gut, like an unspoken yes. Never asked another question from that point on, except why are you here? So, you know, people coming. They said more, more volume, so. <laughs> what? More volume? More volume, so just get closer to you. Oh, okay. Well, so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and of course, when I first was introduced to it, something else was introduced to non-duality, which was the mental idea. And the mental idea claimed it and tried to use it as an advantage. It took, couldn't make much out of it, but it would try to. So when someone called me on my shit, I would say, who shit, you know, but it didn't have any weight to it. It was just a mental idea. It was almost like a trampoline that had no bounce, you know, you just fell right through it. And then that maturity or immaturity ended and um, there was moments of being convinced that sort of bypassed the mental condition and there was a convincing and an echo came out of that which reverberated in the head. And uh, almost like sonar picking up uh, misunderstandings there would be pings and I would see uh, almost like a catacomb of just old ideas and assumptions. And then the stuff that I started to hear or read, especially from Ramana and Nizagadatta and Hoang Po, really uh, just uh, exploded. It came in sort of like one sentence, but the damage it did to what I'm not was uh, irreparable. You couldn't, <laughs> it was just so obvious. Uh, the idea that unbeknownst to me, I was seeking, that I was using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. And I was using, and it's so beautiful because again, people would find a way around that. So he gives you a, a three second knockout, which is, you know, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind, big mind to seek mind, and you can't use light to seek light. And it's hopefully you're not gonna get up from that, you know? <laughs> I mean, you're knocked down and you stay on the canvas because it covers pretty much everything. And when I heard that, it sort of scanned my life, really, in a very quick period. But it's, I saw a lot of my life, not the particulars, but sort of like the themes. And I, and could, I could see they had, they had a, a lot of different postures, but it was the same thing. God's trying to use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. I am what I'm looking for. Yeah, being ourselves reality explains everything to me. And so, that statement didn't explain everything to me. Being ourselves reality started to explain everything to me. Yes? The fact that it was a fact that I was hearing 
had a huge impact. You know, and uh, it stopped a lot of shit in its tracks. And people would call me about the next big teacher, and I they say, "Hey, you missed a great meeting." I said, "Hallelujah!" You know, and, you know who's coming? No, I don't know who's coming? You know who just left? No, I don't know who just left. But I doesn't leave and doesn't come. You know, so. So, so I got off of something. Took a chance, maybe. The head was probably itching to pick up a book or something. But it pretty much neutered. And then, you know, I got used to realizing the emperor has no clothes, basically. And, uh, and that stopping was really... There's a lot of revelation when you stop looking for revelations yeah when there's a stopping of stuff a lot of stuff that does isn't available while you're moving it becomes obvious yeah so i became uh, convinced and it's just stayed like that now for years yeah so i, I come to i don't do zoom or i have someone call me or i don't have someone call me it doesn't matter. I'm always here, you know, sleeping, awake, distracted, focused. I'm always here. It's never not, I'm never not here as my old friend Richard's first uh, website was. Crazy character. Never not here. So that's the fact. Yeah. Now, I can have a lot of feelings that get interpreted to mean something else. But the fact seems to outride everything, outshine everything. Because everything withers over time, you know? Old understanding needs to be bolstered with a new understanding over time. But the vision is the vision, yeah? And if there's an understanding that's playing a role more of a pair of glasses than uh, a way of seeing, but a pair of glasses so that vision can come through, yeah, something that makes sense in this place and then be and then allows the light to come into it. Not an explanation of the light, but a conveyance of the light. Yeah, an understanding that allows the light to show to shine and, and to show everything in stark contrast. Yeah. And so you get a working understanding that hopefully you can share with people. And for me, you know. I found myself in seed assignments and recovery sharing, and then it moved to this. And when I hit this point of, there's this activity that's going on, that's quite fast, called selfing. And there's a product of that selfing. Yeah, it doesn't produce that product, it implies the product. There's something that we do as an unsuspecting inner resource, we're not aware of it. But we give, we give credence to a, a false presentation, yeah? So the selfing is always implying you already are something that you're never going to be, yeah? You already are a thing and better, you know, you just got to become a better thing or try to get out of the thing or meet other things that do whatever. But basically you are already that, yeah? Which is the fallacy and the main magic trick of this whole event because basically you're never 
you're never going to become a self. You're not in the act of unbecoming a self. You never were a self, and you never will be a self. That there is no place in nothingness for a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. It can appear in that nothingness, but it can't move a little nothingness out of the way and be something. It's just not it's just obvious yet. So what it does is the selfing implies you already are something, you see. It doesn't say you're going to be something, yeah, or you're moving inexorably to becoming something. It says you already are. So. In most cases, in ignorance, your reaction to the discomfort that brings about this sense of self, you try to get out of it, yeah? Which is part of parcel of the programming. The getting out of it is the bigger in, yeah? The, the trying to get out of what you're not in is the bigger in, yeah? The in you're trying to get out of is not a real. But the getting out of that is the bigger in, yeah? So we're trying to get out of what we're not in. So the self triggers uh, a restlessness, a desire in something. It's an activity, yeah? And it promotes more activity, like they say in that famous uh, Zen thesis, Faith Mind. It's translated in many ways, but I like this way where it says you can't use activity to produce stillness, that would be activity. So we, even though we think we're a thing, we're not. We're a mental activity, basically, yeah? That's implying that it's a thing. But it's the mental activity. So that activity seeking to produce stillness is more activity, yeah? So that activity of selfing, trying to get out of selfing, is more selfing, yeah? And so the whole point was the freedom is before any bondage. It's not of time. It's not of, oh, this was the case and then something happened and now I'm bound. No, it's before all that, yeah? So the freedom is before the bondage. The freedom most of us are looking for is predicated on escaping a bondage. But in fact, the freedom is before the bondage. There's, in other words, in the freedom's point of view, which there isn't any, but in that state of freedom, there is no bondage. There's no one to be bound, let's say. There can be bondage, but there's no one to be bound. That's the fact, yeah? Just like the other statement, being ourselves reality. That's the fact. That's why everything that's said in non-duality is pre premised on that fact, being ourselves reality. So the whole point of negation is assuming there's an, there's an affirmative or a positive in a way, yeah? And it's being uh, obscured, yeah, by some activity. So we're now going to negate that activity, which is called you and me. And, and by, by negating that activity, that positivity of what we are will become obvious in this experience, yeah? It's not going to become obvious here because it's already here, but it'll become obvious to the experience we're in, yeah? So part of the experience now is the sense of, of something that never came and never went and having a huge sense of intimacy with that while you're, while you're walking 
all this empty phenomenon rolling on. Yeah. Yeah. So something comes in to the situation. No fighting in the situation. It comes into the situation. You're the bearer of the light. You're the bringer of the light to the situation. Yeah. So you realize that inherently you're outshining circumstances and situations. Yeah. When you hear the interpretation of the head, it's, it's interpretation is not Yes. We're being outshined by circumstances and situations, and we've got to manage those circumstances and situations for us, for us to be okay. They have to be in a certain condition. Yeah. Which is slavery, isn't it? Especially, Especially if those conditions are unruly and they're coming and going and they're volatile. If our condition is based on their condition, it's going to be a very anxious condition we're in. To the, and then you add the idea of time in it. So let's say you're feeling okay right now, but there's a belief that you may not be tomorrow. So there's no enjoyment of that okayness. Yeah? So you, there is peace of mind, but there's no enjoyment of peace of mind. You're not able based on you are taking to be real, able to enjoy peace of mind because the mind is agitated and active, yeah? But that's an aspect of mental, the mental process. They are not the mind. The mind is what we are, the big M mind, yeah? So the looking for what we already are, obviously, is the blindness to it, the seeming blindness. So why, not we, why don't we learn what it looks like to be doing, be, what it looks like, what are we doing that in one level is denying what we are? Because basically, like the Course in Miracle puts it, firm in faith in this something else you've made to be yourself, obviously, this idea of a long-lasting independent entity, right? So it's an activity, yeah? Firm in faith in this activity, yeah? of this something else you've made to be yourself, yeah? Is the, act of, is, is the act of denial of what you are. Now, no one who you meet today and you walk right up to them and go, hey, are you in the act of denial of what you are today or not? They So it yells something else like na 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 na, and then we go na na, and then there we go. <laughs> if you can just hear the na na, and in what you are, there's no response. Response. This is na na na, and you watch the empty phenomena rolling on. But as soon as you join the chorus, na na, yeah, there you go. The play now has a third act and it goes on, it goes to Broadway and it's become syndicated show. And then you're watching the repeats in your head when you're 60 and 70 years old. <laughs> and so the character can't stop being the character. That's more of the character. 
the character can't transcend the character as the character. These are the simple statements. These are the warnings of non-duality, yes? You can't use what's producing the problem to get out of the problem. Yeah, it's Einstein said, you can't use the system that produced the problem to get out of the problem, yeah? But the dilemma with us is we have no knowledge that we are a system, yeah? We think we're the long lasting, independent, separate thing. We believe we have an organic self-will. We choose for volition. Basically, I'm the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the seer, the haver, the loser of everything today. Yeah? And it doesn't matter how much evidence comes up, it will just bypass that shit and keep on, keep on spewing out the narrative. Truly. Yeah? Just like what's happening now in the world. People aren't open to evidence. They have their fucking belief and they're not going to change it. But their belief is based on nothing, really. Yeah? But that, that sense of no, no, it's like, a, it's like an empty belief, but it seems to have a lot of influence now. And everyone's just going by, you know, living by the seat of their pants. Fuck you, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, they're dying on hills for no fucking apparent reason. Yeah, that's just incredible. But I see the mind in there and the, the, this mental, the mental process, not the mind, the mental process, how easily influenced and spun it is, yeah, to the point where it's untethered. Yeah, it's just floating around. Yeah. So this message, one of the biggest sentences that stopped me was that presupposing of a non-existent thing. What was the presupposing of the non-existent thing that was existing? Yeah, that it's it's the thing is alive. Yeah. It's not light coming through the thing. The thing is what what's alive yeah the thing is what's aware the thing is what's seeing hearing feeling tasting touching so there's that presupposing and that's the beautiful point the word pre so when this idea is supposed it's projected before everything else so it's presupposed so it's sort of like when the supposing is happening there was a it's a presupposing already <laughs> so as soon as you see the supposing you, th you see it from the, the presupposed. <laughs> so, so the head sees itself and think it's something else. Yeah. Oh, look at there's a supposing, but you don't realize you're the biggest fucking supposing. <laughs> I had that when Germany once doing a talk. Some guy says, you know what I do? I take it very nonchalantly. And then I, I'm a, I become aware of everything that's happening. I said, well, are you aware that you're not that, that we're just taking a notch? No. So you become very aware of everything else, but you're unaware of that. The whole point is that. Yeah. The whole point is what's presupposed before the supposing. Yeah. Because the, yes, the non-existent thing now believes it's supposing that it's an existent thing. What's the presupposing of that? Yeah? That's what happens. So you see, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing existing. 
and then wanting to get salvation for these for the non-existent thing because what gives value to the non-existent thing the existence the existing gives it value yeah and so you'll do almost anything to fucking save it yeah because you believe it's that which is existing yeah you don't see it as a car let's say you see it as you yeah so even though the cars ain't running well, you're constantly polishing it in the garage, got the tarps over it, hasn't been out in the road for 30 years, but it's so, it's being cherished so much, yeah, because there's been a mistake or a misunderstanding. The non-existent thing is not existing. It's a non-existing thing. It's appearing, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's existing, yeah. So the non-existent thing wants to get salvation for itself. I said, well, I can see that. And then what I, what I really saw was the next sentence. If this is the case, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. What is they reinforcing? That it's the existent thing that's seeking salvation. Yeah. By doing these practices. That caught me like, okay, guilty. Yeah, it explained everything to me. That one sentence. My practices, the spiritual practices themselves, they're not mine. The spiritual, that's the problem though. The spiritual practices themselves are called mine, really. And now instead of defeating or whatever, they're reinforcing the non-existent thing. So I'm trying to become enlightened as that which is not enlightened, let's say. Yeah. But I mean, it's impossible because it's a non-existent thing. So does it mean you're gonna have to go to war with the non-existent thing? It's non-existent. What do you have to do about it? Nothing, <laughs> really. If you do something, you give it a relevance it doesn't have, yeah? So you see the non-existent thing. Then the horse is in front of the cart, yeah? And now your life, as Zen, in Zen they say, you know, you'll see blue is blue, red is red, green is green. Things will become clear, not through any thought or effort, just by recognition. Just by recognition of what you're not opens up a huge amount of clarity to be available about a lot of stuff. Yeah, not to you, yeah, because it's not going there anymore. It has nothing to do with this. You see this, you see the activity that's supporting this, you see how it's supported, yeah? You see the strength of it, you see how quick it is, you see the constant repetition of it, and you see that the other mental process are there to support this premise. So you dream usually of bodies when you're sleeping at night, usually, yeah, you do, which could be construed as non-existent things, not only there, but the bodies that you're dreaming of in the dreaming are non-existent things. So it's obviously a larger dreaming that you're <laughs> imposing on in, as an act of dream, yeah? Don't you see usually bodies during your dreams? You have situations, you're there somehow or someone else, yes? All things, all day, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, you go to the mental state. I want to remember what it was like in Hawaii five years ago. Well, the only way I can remember it is, and it's it's a it's a stretch anyway. But I, there's a me, a picture as a body. All right. So Paul was in Hawaii, 2008. Okay. So then the whole memory system pictures you as a body. Yes. 
So if there's a reliance on the memory system, I'm going to get this side benefit of this identification as a body. Yeah, that's part of the, the package is, oh, I can remember Hawaii five years ago, but <laughs> I'm also going to have to remember a body. And that remembering the body five years ago is a remembering of the body now. And then when I'm worrying is up in the future, I'm pictured as a body because who else is going to get cancer or something is a body. Yeah? So I'm picturing me as a body in the future. And that's another form of remembering me as a body now. So every time you go into the mental processes, like the thoughts, there's a cost that you have to pay. The cost is you, you, there's, a, there's a presupposing of a huge assumption, and that is you're the non-existent thing. Yeah, you're existing as the non-existent thing. So I rely on the memories, I rely on the thoughts, I rely on the interpretation of feelings. And in that reliance, I, it's a package deal. You got to take the whole package. You can't say, I want uh, ESPN, but I don't want 500 fucking, you know, Thai sport channels. But no, you want ESPN, you got to get the 500 other sport channels. Yeah, you can't. So, all right, I'm interested in ESPN. So I'm going to, well, this is it. Oh, I'm interested in Paul. And then, okay. <laughs> it's like a press. You're getting pressed all day. And as a body, yeah, really. So, and why are they unreliable? Because of just that. The thought system is unreliable because of the premises based on, truly, yeah. And so Hoang Ho Po came in and just cut the whole thing off, like in a second, just put a simple demonstration to you, whatever can be perceived, this was a participatory sentence because you're in a, there's a perceiving act going on, yes? So he was saying, whatever can be perceived, so we're in the act of perceiving things here right now, yeah, cannot be that which is perceiving. Yeah. So you've been calling yourself Mr. Telescope, but you're a telescope. <laughs> Mr. Telescope had a lot of opinions. Mr. Telescope, but you're a telescope. You're not even that, really. But there's a telescope, yes? So you're used to see through, but you're not that which you see. Yeah. So whatever can be perceived, and we're having that event right now. Yeah. So this is so beautiful. This is like living gospel. It's like living scriptures because you're having it right now. It says whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Now try that one on. See where it goes. Yeah. And then when you have that taste, then put a little like this and put your finger in the wind of the, in the narration and you'll see how that blows, which is that which is perceived is what's perceiving. <laughs> the whole narrative up there is based on you as the perceiving pictured as the perceived. <laughs> uh, where are you going to go from there? Yeah. I'd rather deal with the problems 50 down, no, 50 miles down the road. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but no, that's the, that's the building block. Yeah. There's a, what we're relying on 
has is based on a huge amount of misunderstanding. That misunderstanding, on not understanding, we're relying on something, we're taking it to be us is very confusing because you would think what we're taking it be as us would be based and be further promoting us, but it doesn't seem to. <laughs> it seems to have its own agenda and it's out, it's basically looking out for it more than us, yeah? Even as this action figure. And you can see it with simple examples. If you're riding down this, like uh, Shoreline Highway, and some people have some incredible bicycles, yeah? Very expensive. But let's say you got a clunker, but you're going off the road, you're gonna try to save the bike probably more than you. Because <laughs> at that moment, you see the real value of what you're relying on. The value that you're relying on has more value in the bike than you do, than you. It'd rather save the bike than you. That's incredible, isn't it? Can you imagine getting a glimpse? What more would you need to see what you're relying on isn't reliable because it doesn't value you. It values everything else, yeah? That which you're relying on, the thought system doesn't value you because it values it's using now to think about there and then. What an insane idea. If the now is where everyone would like to be, and that which is what we're relying mostly on, the thought system has the exact opposite agenda. It doesn't want to be, it's, you, it can't get out of the now, so it thinks about a lot of other shit. <laughs> and in a weird way, because of what we are, it can seem, through us, it can seem to produce effects out of shit that's actually not happening. Most of the calls I get in recovery are people who are totally flipped out about what's not happening. So they, there's that, they're experiencing a huge effect, yet that cause of the effect isn't being seen. They think it's an event that's gonna happen next week, but it's the head. The head is the causeless cause of that effect. Yeah, using our power. Yeah. So I think everyone at the Zoom or everyone here we have all the evidence we'd ever need. Yeah, all we need maybe is a simple understanding that comes with some warnings about the system that we'd like to see. Yeah, that very quickly will say it's the seer of the system. Yeah, so we can catch it. And before it transforms, which is no transformation into us, because that's what it does. You see it, and then suddenly you're the seer of it. Yeah. Both of them are not you. We sometimes can realize this isn't me, but we don't realize the claiming of the seeing of that and now presented as you as the seer is also that, yeah? That's sort of get caught in the statement of the policeman thief thing, yeah? Many people have come to realize what we would call the thief in their life, yeah? These, these activities but they don't realize what's trying to arrest the thief is the policeman and they're the same, they're two sides of the exact same point. Yeah. So now you see the one who thinks they have a supposing and you see that as the presupposing. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens? Then just like Ramana said, you use self-inquiry and then it leads you back to the source and then there's no need to question, you just rest there 
And then if the head gets sort of activated and seems to move on, ask it once again, for whence do you come? Who am I? Yeah, so that you can, instead of giving it a lot of line and having a big heroic odyssey of catching the big fish, you, you catch it quickly and you keep falling back. And after a while, falling back into that state, the state is going to make something very obvious. You never fell out of that state, yeah? The falling back isn't a lifetime thing. The falling back goes on and then you see there was, you never left, yeah? On having never left, there was no falling back because you never went somewhere else. That's the beauty of it. But you may not arrive there immediately, but you arrive there through falling back. Yeah. So you see what you're not. And in the seeing of what you're not, that's the act of what you are, which is the seeing. The act of what we are is in every moment, but we're disguising it by calling it a noun. The seeing is what's providing every experience, but we call it the seer, yeah, which provides the information for a narrative or an interpretation, yes. As soon as the seeing is clothed as the seer, there's a blindness to the seeing, yeah. And now every time the seeing is occurring, we call it a form of looking. It's me looking. No, it isn't. It's seeing. There's no me looking. <laughs> There's looking, see, there would be no looking without a me. And there is no me, so the looking is seen. So what's looking is what you're looking for, as St. Francis says, because what's looking is seen. <laughs> That's the scene, yeah? So what's looking ain't what's, is, ain't, is definitely not who's looking. It's what's looking is really the scene. So you're looking for the scene, yeah? Realizing the looking and the seeing are the same. There's no more looking. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes, it's quick. It's it's so it's so immediate. I don't know. I think faith just grows after a while, and then you have a faith that you never left, even though it's. <gasps> but then you always seem you always seem to be right where you were. When you got it, you know, it's like every time you get off the train, it's at the same station. Maybe you never got on the train. It just seems like if the train was going somewhere, why do I arrive at the same fucking place? Maybe, wait a minute, should I question the station? I question the train. Exactly. Maybe I actually don't go anywhere. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Then why is, what's the rush? <laughs> if I don't go anywhere, What's the freaking rush? Well, there, there will be rushing, but thank God it's not you. Yeah. Why would you waste time trying to change the programming of a program? Yeah. Just realize it's not you and there'll be a loss of interest in it. So the programming will go on, go on, but the production value it used to have by you being engaged with it has been dropped. And you see it, it's just like when you were a kid, I used to watch this show, The Avengers, an English show with, with uh, Emma Peel, remember her and uh, this guy. It's totally into it, you know? Then I watched reruns years and years later, and the, it, it sucked. I mean, it was a phony house and a phony car on a 
with like the fan. You know, there was no fucking, the car wasn't moving. They had a fan going, you know? But the, the greatness of the show was based on my cult, my believability of the whole fucking thing. Once, the, once I grew out of it, I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It was like, you could see the rooms were just card, you know, they just made up. You could almost see like there was gaps between where the walls met. And, you know, this is what happens, yeah? We made the Avengers what it was. And now you seem to grow out of it, which we use that term in recovery a lot. You're going to outgrow fear and you're going to outgrow this shit. You grow out, grow out of that, and then you see the same presentation because it doesn't matter what the title of the name is. It's the same production company, selfie. You can everything, Conan, the Barbarian. No, it looks just like the Avengers. You start, you start realizing it doesn't. It doesn't it some have more marketing, so they're really trying to convince you. But when you see the movie, it's sort of like, yeah. You know, same old, same old, empty phenomena rolling on. <laughs> what happened? The Avengers were never fucking well produced. You were just seeing it. You were lending the quality you thought it had to it. By what? By believing it. And it's fun in a movie and shit, but not in this movie <laughs> so, so much. Because you don't understand what's projecting shit. Some of it doesn't have the best... Uh, interest in, in you or others it doesn't it it wants to be right even about being wrong so you may have to be wrong a whole fucking lot yeah to be right for it to be right you know there's some weird shit going on up there so if you can take something not so seriously you can enjoy it for what it was but realizing what it is now yeah yeah so that's uh See, you can't set out being interested in changing how much interest is in everything. That would just be more interest. Yeah. It's not about I'm going to marshal interest and get interest in something else. No, that's still interest in the idea of all. Yeah. You've got to realize there's no escape. Yeah. The great wisdom of no escape is there's no escape as this. This, this trying to get out of this isn't going anywhere. Yeah, self can't get out of self. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Yeah, so this is more about uh, a redistribution of interest and attention. And because we're cognizant, we're sentient, this event, we can see it over time. We can see it. And then for me, I just put a title on it because of the seat assignment that is traveling lighter. Really, just a nice way of capturing it. Yeah, I learned I had the same situations going on in life, but I was noticing that I was traveling a lot lighter through it all. Yeah, and then I realized also, what more do you want as this, really? I mean, the real value of living is in the living of it, yes, I feel. And being always available at all times and being present uh, brings a quality to your own life, to this event, yeah? That can't be manufactured outside. You're it. You're the light bearer, yeah? So, 
That's why I'll keep coming probably uh, just, uh, I mean, it's the last answer in my experience for me. So, which I never ran into with about any other topic. It's just put an end to it all. Yeah, I heard the message. I entertained the message. I am the message, yeah, basically. Like an unspoken yes, like the last answer. The last answer takes any need for any other answer away. Yeah, and you can get on with the living of it. Yeah, and uh, if you're present, which you are, you're not present, you're presence. That is the, the, the essence of availability, then you're of service, knowing it or not. Yeah, you'll be put to good use here. Yeah, pretty cool. So, do you want to open up? Yeah. Somebody asked a question so we can test. Um, and that should switch to the active speaker. Uh, yeah, that was stupid that I put it outside. It was one sound outside. We're stumbling and a bumbling and a bumbling and a stumbling. Is this microphone working? Well, that's great. Yeah, it's, Jim said it was audio is crystal, so it's going to be crystal clear. Yeah, <laughs> crystal meth. <laughs> After, after <laughs> a whole bunch of other preparations uh, that weren't working. Well, that's great, then, if we get the clarity. Now we know how to do it. It's only yeah, taken yeah. a week or two. It's great, Mike. <laughs> hey, anyone have anything they'd like to share today? And while we're waiting, I can mention Find out from the movie thing, and you're talking about the Avengers. So I was watching Plan with Fear, and um, you know, the, with Ed Norton, yeah, yeah, the whole personality, yeah, supposedly. yeah. And uh, this time watching it at the end, where he's saying that there's a bad boy, Roy, a good boy, Aaron, and Richard Gere says, Oh, you mean it was never really a Roy? Saying that that's actually Aaron, <laughs> yeah, playing Roy, yeah, and Roy says, No, I'm disappointed. You know, there never actually was an error. But he doesn't actually say himself that there was ever a Roy. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like this kind of talk. Yeah. This time watching the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas before, it's like, who's saying who's who? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great movie. It was, yeah. That was one of the ones I watch every time. Ed Norton was good in it. I watched On the Waterfront, one of the greatest movies of all time. Marlon Brando, fantastic. I recommend it. Hey, you know, I'm just going to start giving movie uh, recommendations. Yeah. I just watched White Heat with James Cagney, one of my famous uh, gangster movies. A psychopathic, obsessed with his mother, uh, gangster, great. Uh, anyone have a question? Hey, Paul. <clears throat> wow. That's the best sound I've heard. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> haven't seen you in a while, but I, I'm here off and on, and I, I, just, I just can't tell you how much your message has uh, yeah, changed this life. It's just beautiful. And I keep coming back to it because, you know, we need to rehear it over and over again. I think, uh, like you often say, repetition is the is the thing so and I, I heard you talking about something today i haven't heard you mention before and, and 
not that you haven't, but uh, talking about dreaming and uh, the sleeping dreaming. And some people get really caught up in this whole idea of lucid dreaming and blah, blah, blah. And I just, this was just really hit me because I'm always of like, eh, I don't know about all that dreaming shit, you know, I'm not, I'm not into it. Uh, and the, the idea that dreaming is just thoughts and it's all about misidentification with yourself as a body. So if you get all caught up in dreaming, then you're just getting caught up in that same cycle of being stuck in the idea of a body, an independent individual. And, and it was like, yeah, man, that's, I never knew, you know, I didn't know, understand how it was that it never really struck here that it mattered. All this dreaming shit that people want to talk about. But now I'm like, hey, you know. Maybe that's it, because I, I don't have any interest in knowing myself as the body or idolizing myself as the yeah. body, trying to figure out all the subconscious and all that crap. So um, I don't know that I actually have a question, but I just wanted to uh, thank you for that, because that felt like a little breath of fresh air. Well, you know, I just want to say, yeah, is that all right? I thought she would show up, she just want to say as an activity here, uh, we are the dreaming and therefore anything can be anything. Yeah? So dreaming can be wonderful in one person's condition and, the, and dreaming could be being used to become obsessive about the non-existent thing. So it's never the dreaming, it's what's before everything, which is us and not, not the... Oh, yeah. Can it, are they hearing it? Yeah. And not, the, not the, the starting point of the action figure, but as us as the dreaming or the manifesting here. Yeah. Um, that's where the meaning comes from that's given to everything that comes after. So for one person, dreaming could be another way of idolizing the action figure. For another person, it can be incredibly... Uh, clarifying, yeah, because there's no thing called dreaming, it's an act, and that which is dreaming is the main player in that act, yeah. So, uh, you and I give everything all the meaning it has, so there's there's that that which is giving all the meaning dreaming has, yeah, yeah. So, I just noticed in the dreams that I notice in the head, usually when I wake up, they tend to be body oriented. And uh, yeah, just thought that was interesting. <laughs> I, I would think, what would, a, what would dream of bodies would be a body? You know what I mean? It's like, what would sheep dream of would be a sheep? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate that clarification because, like you said, it's it's the context from which you're looking at the dreaming. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm dreaming. I'm this independent person dreaming, or is it just whatever's happening? And yeah, I see it as a big. I see it as a big action with no actor. Obviously, that's why I like the word dreaming instead of dream, because yeah. dream sounds like there's a place or or a thing, but dreaming is an activity that doesn't imply in any of its dreaming that there's a dreamer. <laughs> we come up with that idea. Right. Yeah. So, which is obviously 
of that anyway, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So I find, uh, I ran into that. I had this thing with, I try to get this point across. The best way I can remember it is my, what, how much I got out of the uh, Don Juan books by Carlos Castaneda. And then how much, as I got older, I heard experts prove without, with irrefutable evidence that there was no Don Juan and Castaneda was a fraud and stuff like that. And it didn't matter because of how much I got out of the books. I didn't get out of the books because Carlos Castaneda, I got out all this information, all this out of the books by the reading of it. <laughs> yeah, mind was getting what it wanted out of the book. It, it wasn't the book was putting something into the mind. The mind used the book to get something out of it. And it didn't matter if the author was fucking telling a fairy tale or not. It's what you did with it, yes? So a lot of people were inspired by other people. And then those other people seemed to go off the rails. And then in a weird way, the inspiration gets questioned along with the person. But I feel we're missing the whole point. There is no person who has anything. Shit moves through us. And then because you're a, con a conduit, a lot of shit can be conducted. And sometimes there'll be brilliant clarity and sometimes there'll be perversion. Yeah. It does, there's no basic, uh, you know, this hose only delivers one thing, pure fucking, pure awareness water. <laughs> and then you're surprised when some sludge comes out through it. <laughs> but it's just a hose. It's a hose, man. Don't pin it on the hose. So, so I, uh, I feel... So I don't have any definition of anything after the dreaming because the dreaming can just turn it on its head. You know, look at happens with, with what we used to hear as a kid was healthy. And then 10 years later, that's poisonous for you. It just switches. It just goes on and on switching and shitting around. So I wanted, I like, I'm more interested in, in the act of what's going on than the definitions of what's going on. Yeah, I, I'm in, I like the idea of the act of what's going on, the act of meaning being given to things. That blows my mind. That to me is the essence of dreaming. Yeah, it's meaning being given to things. Yeah, you know what I mean? So if Buddhism is correct, that everything is inherently empty, that's also dreamy, yeah? Because that inherently empty object is given meaning through the dreaming of it. And then, yes, yeah. So that's what causes a curiosity in me. I don't think there's any set definitions. I don't, you know, I just do not. I think you can't, you can't corral dreaming and say that's that because if you do you're gonna be shown to be wrong maybe a month later or a year later or five years later because it's sort of like the uh you know like looking for light as a particle you see it as a particle looking for light as a wave you see it as a wave and then there could be a third 
crazy wisdom experiment where the light just fucks around completely. <laughs> Doesn't appear as anything. <laughs> no particle, no way. Yeah. Because of the, it's the dreaming. Yeah. The dreaming is giving the nature to what is being observed. Not what is being observed is giving to the, the nature to the dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. So... I yes. guess one thing I'd like to comment on at this point is like it, when you when there's an, an end to giving meaning to everyday life, or as I would call it, everyday dreaming, then you see that there really isn't any difference between waking, living, dreaming, per se, and nighttime dreaming, dreaming. In other words, it's just all kind of the same same thing, and, and that's the beauty of stopping, of realizing that there's not any meaning giving being acted out anymore. It's sort of ended. Yeah. But see, the thing is, the, uh, the action figure's response to things isn't your response to things. Your response is like uh, the sky responding to the cloud. This guy's not doing anything. It's just allowing whatever, yeah? But the action figure is gonna, is, is a conveyor of meaning. So <laughs> you, just, you just don't take it so seriously anymore. Yeah, but it's gonna spurt out or burp out a meaning for sure. <laughs> that's, just, that's the programming, yeah? And if there's a bias to it, obviously. It wants to get a, a revelation or a relevance of being a thing by seeing things, yeah? So it's like a, there's a prejudice in this little, like in The Course of Miracles, I forgot someone reminded me of it a while ago. This has never happened. It was like a weird thought of the, in the God, mind of God and then he dismissed it in a nanosecond. This is just some loop in someone's drawer in their nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those movies where they have found found uh, found shit on a video. This is, we're living it. This is the dreaming. <laughs> what the god of mine forgot it in a nanosecond? Yeah. He had a weird idea once. Hey, what about separation? What would it be like? <laughs> <laughs> Whole thing took off, and we're in, we're just replaying the golden oldie. Seemingly, <laughs> don't you have a feeling that nothing ever really happened? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, some things have an effect, but they dismiss usually quickly. Yeah, and then you go to sleep, you forget everything, and then some get remembered again, and they have some momentum. But most shit. Is 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 what uh, slowing up in entropy? <laughs> just, yeah. Going back, yeah. you lose interest. They don't. They don't seem to have the speed and volume they used to have. But yeah, you gotta see a role in this. <laughs> We're the dreaming. We're the dreaming. Yeah, we are the dreaming. We are. We are. Yeah, that's one of the greatest sentences of the course for me. I may have gotten it wrong. We are the dreaming of the dreaming. Not, we're, we're not in a dream. We're not being dreamt. This is, yeah, but we are the dreaming. 
Yeah, beautiful. So when does it stop? Does it take a break? No. So how are you going to observe it if you're completely in it? I'm not in the dreaming, but I'm observing the dreaming. That's in the dreaming. Yeah. There's no space of being an observer anywhere. You're in the mix completely all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, Lisa. Yes. Thanks a lot, Paul. Yeah, you're just, you're great. You know, I just love listening to you. And, and I guess I kind of opened a, a, a topic that isn't something you normally speak of, which is always really interesting to me because I love the way that you're generally stick to, you know, repeating your, your message over and over because repetition is really important. But I'm real grateful for you to talk about the dreaming a little bit. You don't talk about it much. And yeah. It's very obvious if you really pay attention that you really can't ever find whatever it is you thought happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not really hiding <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to see it. It's not hiding. It's pretty obvious. Well, it's, well, that's interesting, not hiding, but I mean, like to remember, like I can look at a photo of my children and then I go, well, yeah, I mean, that's my kid, I guess, but I don't really know. Yeah. Well, you remember that thing in the Bible and the New Testament, people like the bypass where Jesus says, you're going to have to leave your children, your parents, yeah. everything like that. Hate your mother. That's sort of... You know, it's sort of like, oh, let's let's pablomize the New Testament, but there's you come into some rocks every once in a while. What the fuck? Where was he speaking from then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but who knows what he said, but that was weird that it got in there. Yeah. Yes, of course they edited all that stuff from those uh, apostles, I think. Yeah. They had a big meeting called the Nicene something. And they uh, picked the Gospels they wanted to keep in and hit the other ones. Supposedly there was like uh, 74 Gospels or more than that. A lot, of, a lot of people have written about what was going on or what they thought was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. All right. Anyone else? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Lisa. Say hi to the kids. Uh, <laughs> Say hello to any kid. Yeah. Uh, David, right, David. I can't see anyone. Yeah, Hi, Paul. Can, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. I can't okay. see you, but I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Okay. I'm here. The camera's on, but you, yeah, it's, it's not important. Um, uh, I'm first time here, and I've um, listened to you for a while. Um, one of the things that caught my interest, I, 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 you know, I've been a student of non-duality and enlightenment and Zen Buddhism and things since I was a teenager. I've also been an alcoholic and an extreme psychedelic user and all those things for the entirety of my life and gone through many chapters. So I find your combination of messages, you know, pretty, pretty explicitly uh, interesting and attractive at the juncture I find myself in right now. So, um, we, you talk about how we, we find ourselves before everything we, we, we think is presenting. So we take ourselves to be this thing that is before. And that seems to kind of be the conundrum in the catch-22. 
And and sometimes, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Francis Lucille, he's a friend. I know a couple of people, but there's these little times where they call you could call a gap or a glimpse. So last night I was lying in bed and I was withdrawing from alcohol. And I was having these moments of great clarity and realizing that I, I am nothing but pure awakeness, you know? And of course that was exacerbated from the withdrawal. I mean, I was just, I could be nothing other than awake. And there was just that, that awakeness. And it was so obvious that any activity that came in after the fact and claimed that awakeness as something that it possessed, you know, was that activity you kind of call as the verb of selfing again. And it, it's, it's so addictive that like when you have those moments or those nights or those periods where you can see it clearly, you know, then like the next day, it, it can just seem to get whitewashed with a narrative or a story or just lapsing back into the dreaming. And I was wondering, I mean, that, that seems to be the whole crux of why the message can kind of be so simple, but a lot of us like seemingly never get it or just lapse into that verbing again. And I was wondering if you could say anything about, I mean, is it, does it just start to permeate yourself? Like you said, the message comes in and it works its way through and, and that's it. And the verbing is always an obstacle. I, I just wanted to put that out there. Well, that thing you are sh sharing is still sort of on the level of phenomena. Okay. The dog shit awareness, the way we attempt to point at it, is more contextual, yeah? Oh, sure, I'm not. So it's not, it's not supernovering or then like smoldering like a past volcano, yeah? Those did things. Dog, hmm? Did you say dog shit awareness? I missed that. If you did, I, I'm not familiar with that phrase. I haven't watched Well, it. dog shit awareness is just something you would step over or you're stepping in every day. Like this, the context of what's going on, not what's going on in the context, but the context of what's going on. That's where the message uh, reverberates there. Yeah, it's sort of just like an incessant onness, not great, not terrible, neutral, almost like a neutral frequency. But it's... Uh, I feel it's all encompassing, so to speak, yes? So what you are having, maybe what happened last night was the alcohol had you in one extreme and then there was these flashes on the, on the other extreme, yes? So one went along in a way with another, yeah? That, uh, that's phenomenal. That's a rocky way to live life, oh. so you're getting, you're going up on, you're going on one end of the boat and then to the other end of the boat. This is much more, uh, it's sort of like, yeah, I love those highs on the surface, but now you're on really low. So the highs aren't having much of an, you know, the movement on the surface isn't having much say on the bottom of the ocean, so to speak. So now you got a little of that oceanness there, yeah. which allows, uh, you lose interest in all the other peak experiences and shit. And, and maybe it's misconstrued and, and I'm not familiar with a lot of, you know, all the terminology that's used here, yeah. but it, it was, um, 
it, it was just seen that that the coming in and the owning or whether it was creating a problem or creating a solution but like any of this kind of ownership yeah. out of like what was being seen was the problem and there was also simultaneously this knowledge that like probably in the morning that problem would be virtually unconscious again you know that there was just but no see that is it see this is the thing this is where there's faith in the system that it doesn't deserve that little free sample can keep reverberating it doesn't need you to keep and it has a light of its own we don't need yeah. to sprinkle it with thoughts we don't need to water no, it. see you believe that the thoughts have come and they the bushels now put over the light like jesus says don't but the fact is that bushel can't put out the light it can't even hide the light really it's our faith in the bushel that makes it seem to be so so now you recognize not only the claiming of it you see also another aspect of it yeah so you saw the claiming of that highness whatever now you're gonna we're just sharing about another aspect that also goes on yeah which is the which there's so much me, meaning given to going and coming so i did something and now i'm exiled and i'm blocking it myself off from the sunlight of spirit that's not there's not that's not going on that's an appearance yeah so and there's faith in that appearance and it seems to make it so for a period of time but it's never so yeah so what's so is that sense of contextual onness at all times no matter what the fuck's going on that's so yes yeah, that was so obvious. these other you saw something and now you can see another aspect that was right underneath it so you saw the owning of it and then you saw, well, oh, well, that's not going to mean much tomorrow morning. So how powerful, yes? Yeah. So the, now that free sample is made into a speed bump that you go over on your little highway narrative. Yeah. But, but, but ultimately, the seeing was just the seeing, and the seeing is always there in the background, even if I'm not. Exactly. So you had an impact from the seeing. It's going to reverberate here. You don't have to fucking look for it. It's going to. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. The power isn't, the, the ratio of power isn't determined by time. Mm. Yeah. Some of the most powerful blows happen in a narrow, na nanosecond. Tiny. Yeah. It's, and then the reaction to that is so uh, valuable because you see how the system reacts it reacts and reacts and reacts and it's programmable it's not like artificial mm -hmm. intelligence so if you notice how it works you'll see it how you'll see it uh, quite a lot working exactly the same way just with different you know figures and uh, and and topics but it's the same old same old so you recognize something and, and then you realize you're that you're living actually as that which is recognizing this shit. Yeah, you're not the shit. You're not somehow still in the shit that's being recognized. You're seeing it from what you are. You're seeing, and it's clearly in another uh, category of what you're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. It doesn't always. Um smell pretty but the identification with the fact that i'm the reason it doesn't smell pretty is just, 
the same shit, right? Yes, exactly. So you catch it. See, catching it doesn't stop it. You see, right? You're right. doing yeah. it. You just see it because it's not. It's not something that has yes or no or a volition. It's mechanical. So it claims to be the seeing of whatever is seen. Yeah, it takes a second or two. The seeing is always the dominant event. And then it claims that to imply the seer. And then usually puts a very little bit of emphasis on the seer and gets caught up in what was seen. Yeah. And then lots of meaning gets dumped in there. This, we're not saying this to change anything. We're just saying it so you can see it. Yeah. So as, just as a final question, that's super, super helpful. I mean, it's very clarifying. Like, when the, when when surrender shows up or happens in its life, when it makes its appearance and there's peace as a result of it, I mean that's as much a, a mechanical result of the process as anything else. It's, the surrender, no. no. Well, that surrender is sort of it's seeing when the system collapses, but you don't. Yeah, so that's what surrender is. The system has revealed itself to itself it sort of stops and then there's that's a surrender and you're that which never stops or starts yeah i just didn't know since surrender was something that that it, i mean seems to make an appearance in the life of an apparent reality i just didn't know if it was as much of a mechanical thing no the surrender It's when the system hits, comes up face to face with its dead endness. It comes out of freedom. Stopping. Okay. Yeah. But it comes out of freedom. I mean, it's not out of conditioning in a way. I mean, it's out of our, our nature, out of our freedom. Well, that's, see, the, the, what the surrender is, when that, there's a loss, that system stops, and that, then the freedom is there. Yeah. And then you see something that you didn't see while looking from the system. Yeah. So the freedom is our, our nature, in a sense? And well, freedom, well, it's our nature. Is coming you up. Yeah, our know. nature is empty, but in this way, in this world, uh, empty would, emptiness would have a huge uh, role in freedom, so to speak. Because we're enslaved to somethingness, yeah. Yeah. That gives, that gives me a... The head is, anyway. Yeah. The head wants... Yeah, the head doesn't mind becoming shit. It just doesn't want to be anything. It doesn't want to recognize because it, that's not of its nature. It's being doesn't demonstrate thought or effort where the action, the mental state is completely uh, activity. Yeah, it's going on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. So the surrender is something stopped. The system stopped. You want to call it grace or something, but the system itself stopped and there was a giving up, like Roberto Duran, a great fighter once when he was fighting uh, Sugar Ray Leonard's, he's no mas, he just surrendered, he gave up in the middle of the fight. He didn't get knocked, I just said, fuck it. Yeah. So the system, yeah, hits a point, fuck it. And then and uh, there's a, there can be a brilliance there. Yeah. And then suddenly it takes a little nap and wakes up again. <laughs> well, I feel no, because once this once there's been a, a demonstration of surrender, 
then there can be an entertaining of surrender. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now mm -hmm. the mind has tasted it and now can, is mimicking it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel. So no, I didn't know what surrender was. I had ideas of it as more of an action. But mm -hmm. when I, it happened to me, from there on, I could entertain surrendered. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty good. Because you have an actual taste of it. Yeah. yeah, the action figure can mimic sort of surrender. Yeah, right. learn. <laughs> and can lend itself to conditions that improve the opportunity for surrender to occur as a real event. Yes, yes. They, it stops, you know, resisting and defiance chills out. <laughs> and a lot of its pointiness gets rubbed, you know, makes more of a, like a wheel type thing and it travels lighter. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. beautiful. That's super helpful. I thank you so much, Paul, for your yeah. time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Mark, Martha and or Lorraine. Hi, guys. Yeah. I know, Mark. How are you? I'm very good. How are you, Paul? Great. It's been Great. a while. I'm doing all right. I'm all right, I think. Yeah. Okay. I haven't checked in a while. <laughs> Well, it's been a, yeah. I've been uh, I've been uh, watching your videos, but I uh, haven't attended a couple of uh, for a couple of weeks, um, because something you, you said uh, a while back. Um, I don't feel as if I need to be here because um, I'm not looking for anything, but I enjoy the fellowship, um, and I'm still traveling lighter. Um, I'm starting to be aware or understand that it's not going, I'm not looking for anything. It's not going to be a big shift. I'm not, like you say, it's not going to be trumpets, etc. I'm just being more aware of, uh, of what's taking place. Um, and I'm not carried, I'm not getting carried, carried with the tide. Um, and it's, it's great. It's, it's, uh, it's a much better, way to live um i don't i don't uh try to take control of things um because there's no one to take control but i i witness what happens and things get done so it's so much easier it's just so much easier i don't have to do i don't have to think about i don't think too hard skillful means still i still use skillful means but i don't I don't feel like I have to, I have to participate, Paul. Um, yeah, so it's great. I'm just sharing with you to say that, yeah, I'm still traveling lighter. Great. I'm not looking for anything. Um, and things just seem to be happening the way they're supposed to happen. I don't know what else to say. And, uh, yeah, so I also want to say thank you for um, really, you, there's a spark that uh, was lit when uh, over the months, by attending uh, your meetings and uh, it's been great. So I'll, I'll always be a uh, part of uh, Zen Bitch Slap. And yeah, um, you will. Yeah, 100%. And uh, yeah, just so pleased to uh, to have met you, met you, well, be a part of this, um, this group. So thank you. Thank you, Mark. Yes, it's a pleasure to see you here. Yeah. Great. 
You know, the zoom is bigger than obviously all the individual parts. Yeah, I've come to really, uh, really cool shit has happened through this, these zooms. Yeah, yeah. I would go live best though, live's the best. But zoom has a certain, there's a potency that gets yeah. conveyed in there too. Yeah. Anyone else? Oh, we're gonna go have a coffee or something. You wanna have a coffee? Yes, Mike, you? Oh, good, all right. All right, hey, let's say goodbye as I can't see anybody. Mike, uh, any other questions? No? I'll, I'll come over there. I just, this thing, this thing isn't plugged into anything. I think I just plugged it out. Michael C. We got Stefan on having never left. We've got uh, what's this? Paul Hedeman with Mike right there. Can you hear? I just know they can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Oh yeah, they can hear me. All right, he's fine. Uh, we got Jackie. Nice to see you, Jackie. She's getting back to work. Uh, yeah, Kenneth from Vancouver. We got Roman. Nice to see you, Roman. Zlatko. Call me up later and tell me how it went. Yeah. Uh, oh, John K. Thank you so much. You and your wife. Yeah. I'm going to take a latte bath. <laughs> yes. Uh, who else? Oh. Um, this way. This way uh, oh, 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 wow. Okay. Hey, there's, and there's Suzanne, too. Susan, Susan, thank you for your very healthy, generous donation. Appreciate it. Uh, we got Rich A. We got, uh, who's this? 
Mark, oh, thank you, Mark, just now. We got Gene. Oh, there's my man, Matt, Matthew, Jacob. Jacob, uh, Alex, they're on the same bench, but they're in two different Zooms. That's sort okay. of strange. <laughs> same, that's strange. Is there a hair on them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got Patrick. Nice to see you, Patrick. Yeah, Ruby Rose. Oh, my friend from Wichita. Always a pleasure. Jim, we got uh, Oliver from Berlin. Uh, PK from Long Island City. Nice to see you, PK, as always. Say thanks, everyone, and a lot of other people. Sandra, Julie, Jackie, iPhones, stuff like that. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you, uh, I'll see you this week, yes? We'll see you this week. I hope it went well. It was Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Paul. Oh, all right. Thanks, Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Mike. Bye, bye. Thank you. Good to see you again. Bye. 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 bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye. Oh, good day. Bye. 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 Bye.